Well, Greg, we're back here with another episode of Funny Book Forensics. And last time we spent an hour and 30 minutes talking about the amazing Keebler-sponsored New Teen Titans mm. drug awareness comic book from 1983. Oh, yeah. It was. And we, Ooh, we were introduced deep. to a new character. The Protector. They called the Protector. Yes. In fact, at the end of the episode, we read his who's who entry. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I did look this up in my giant who's who. His who's who entry was actually in the who's who supplement. It wasn't in the original issues, but still, still, it made it there. Okay. I mean, and so, hey, he had a who's who entry. He yeah. also had a Titan secret file entry. Oh, wow. In 2000, okay. in Titan secret files number two, he didn't make it into number one. Mm. He also appeared in two issues of Teen Titans Go. Did he? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and appeared in two issues of Tiny Titans, which what? <laughs> what would this character be doing in Tiny Titans? Checking for drugs? <laughs> I guess. I mean, are the like five year olds on drugs now? Well, you know, with every generation, you gotta gotta be prepared. When I was five, I started with alcohol and pot. Yep. And then I tried PCP. They get younger and younger. And I huffed, I huffed, and I huffed, and I huffed whipped cream cans. Oh, and I that mean, escalated into using black tar heroin. The wubba wubba sound. <laughs> That I mean, that, that from what I hear. Which, which tiny titan would it be, by the way? I, which which tiny point. titan would have been the drug addict? Oh man, I don't know. Which, wh- how wh- how wh- can you not know? I mean, you're an expert on these cartoons. <laughs> I'm an expert on these cartoons. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Aqualad. You gonna go with Aqualad? Yes. Sad. I'm going with Aqualad. Kid Devil. There. Yes. Kid Devil and Aqualad are druggy buddies. And they're pressuring all the other tiny Titans to use drugs. But the protector comes in and he takes care. I think the story writes itself. It does. They were, they started, they started out. It was fun. And then they just kept pushing themselves in each other to, to do more, to, to chase it. And it just got worse. It spiraled. And that's where the protector came. Well, the important thing too, is the protector, because Tom King is a brilliant author. Yeah. Was also in heroes in crisis. Uh-huh. And he was in the facility where heroes go when they need a rest. Oh, and they need mental repair. And From he checked heroes? into the stress of being a vigilante, but also reveals in the series that he is indeed on drugs. Oh, my. What was you he know, doing? The drugs. the drugs. He was just doing the drugs. The drugs. I actually don't remember what he was doing, but he was just doing the drugs. Maybe our listener will let us know. Yeah, I'll have to go read it. I, I haven't read it again in a while, but there we go. The drugs, the a drugs. drug addiction problem. Oh, my. It's and then sad. he was summarily the, murdered. The mighty have fallen. And then he was murdered. Oh, you've not read the story. I, no, I have not. Yeah. Like he was Wally murdered. West goes and murders everybody. Spoiler. Now, that may be part of the story I don't like. Yeah, it was a spoiler. By the way, if you haven't read Heroes in Crisis, I just spoiled the entire thing. Dang, dude. Well, well I guess you're never doing that. <laughs> when do you plan on reading it? I don't know if you put it in the box, I would. Well, it, it came out in 2019. So, oh, well, that's that's the problem, man. I don't read. Oh. I don't read the new stuff. Oh, yeah. You're too good for the new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
I'm an indie I, creator. I don't read the new things. No, I don't things have time. Mainstream books, or I, I, I don't have time to read to read everything that comes out, dude. I know you don't have time to read everything goes that comes out, but you sounded so indie creator right there. No. I don't read the new stuff. I don't read the new stuff. I only, I only read, read the old, the old stuff. things. I only the old The only comics good enough for me are the comics with the protector on the cover from That's 1980. That's right. When they're brought to me by the President's Drug Awareness Campaign. Brought to you in cooperation with the President's Drug Awareness Campaign. Let's not pin the creation of this comic book <coughs> on them. They only sponsored it. They sponsored Mark it. Mark Wolfman like- is going to have to take full responsibility <laughs> for this script. <laughs> I know. Oh, my. Well, we you have should- a, a cover which is not drawn by George Perez. And it's evident that it's not drawn by George Perez. We have, I'm going to insult an artist I actually like just fine, but this is clearly not George Perez. True. And we've got the protector swinging in on a bat, on a rope. Uh, on a bat rope. Oh, on a, on on a rope. rope. A rope. Yep. And we've, I mean, it's pretty typical Titans cover. We've got oh, Wonder yeah. Girl up in the corner swinging her lasso. We got, you know, if it was a George Perez cover, though, Starfire would have been coming through the middle above everybody, right? Probably, that's, yeah. It's pretty normal. Yeah. And her fire hair would look way cooler. Way cooler. And we've got... And we're going to see if uh, Raven continues to tell us every time she somebody feels bad for using drugs. They're feeling bad, and I can feel it. We've got Cyborg here, and no sign of Speedy this time. Uh, which seems interesting because Speedy was the catalyst for getting those kids off drugs last time. I know. And where is Speedy? Uh, is he on the Ferris wheel? Is he? I don't know, but we've got Kid Flash. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Because, see, what you didn't know is Wally West hates the Protector so much that he's going to come kill him later. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, just, he's just running through this to, to get there. Well, Well, let's see. We're, we're, we're going to find out. Okay. By the way, Wally ended up being okay and, and stuff. Afterwards? Okay. Well, maybe there was a little bit of fan backlash when Wally West starts murdering other heroes. I would imagine so. Like, it's one of those times when Tom King writes a pretty good mystery story, but then, you know, maybe you don't make one of the most beloved heroes a Flash that people like more than Barry Allen. Yeah. Most people do because right. Mark Wade did a better job writing the character than most of Barry Allen's lifetime as a comic book character. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't turn you don't bring back one and then get rid of the other one and then have him murder people that that can make people uh, fanboys could get upset about that. And it could happen. I suppose I could. I, I you know that really annoys me too. My phone just beeped as I was pressing the do not disturb button. Because <laughs> we are a professional outfit and I cannot push the do not disturb button before we stop. And I literally moved my phone toward the mic to hit the button. And it, it, and my wonderful Star Trek communicator tone rang. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> I, I think we're done with the cover. Um, they're swinging in an amusement park. It looks like they're going to get the drug drug dealers. They're going to get them. And, and by the way, these drug dealers are carrying around packets of 11 by eight and a half by 11 paper. Oh, yeah. That's what it totally looks like. Printer paper. Yeah. 
So the dangers of printer paper. Man, I thought that was in the next issue with IBM. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. Uh, We opened the comic book, and I'm not reading it again. You're not going to read it again? We have the exact same letter from our dear friend, Nancy Reagan, on this the, one looks better. It doesn't. It looks. It looks cleaner. It well, it's because it's on the shiny paper. Oh, okay. Because it's on the shiny cover paper on the inside. Oh, I see. So, but it, looks it still like... looks like it's a photo from like 1962. Yeah. And in fact, I think the Watergate gunman is like in there somewhere. I don't know. He he missed though because that's why he went to Dallas. Hmm. It's a little piece of history you didn't know. I picked that up from Oliver Stone. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Oliver Stone knows everything. So, you know, he's probably like right in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, 100%. They are the best there is. They are. And I'm not reading this again because we have the same intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same intro. They're the best around. Yeah. You know the rest of the words, right? Um, you're the best around. Um, you're the only one that answers my phone when I call because no one else i don't think those are the words but okay so (laughs) writer um we're we're gonna give full credits for this one writer marv wolfman thanks marv uh take that paycheck and run a penciler ross andrew who is not george perez and you know i I, this is it's really bad because ross andrew is a really good penciler oh yeah but when you put ross andrew next to george perez it's like it's putting anybody next to george perez right it's a different book uh, Inker Joe Giella, uh, Ben Oda lettering, Adrian Roy coloring, Dave Manick editor, and special thanks. And and we thank you too to Bruce Miller and Stephen Jacobs. I'm not sure what why they're getting special thanks or what they did. Maybe they're the ones that redrew the somebody into the protector. Oh, maybe. Because somebody had to go through these books and redraw a character. Yeah, definitely. Well... This one is even worse with the protector because in the very opening scene, it's very obvious that it's Robin. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And there's no setup to explain it away in this book. In the other book, they give us a nice setup to explain away what happened. But here we have no explanation. Yeah, it's very Robin. (laughs) So there's drug dealers, the Scooby and the gang. I mean, the Titans are going to go get them. Go get them. It's a battle. And they're talking about that. These guys are going to push. Uh, let's see. What's Wonder Girl say? I don't know. You know, I'm just read it. Read Starfire it. says, what are they doing? I don't know, Starfire. You're staking out drug dealers. Like, what do you think they're doing? <laughs> and then Cyborg says, unloading their drugs, Starfire. And Wonder Girl says, to peddle their kid pushers who sell them in their schools. <sighs> and then the protector says, then what are we waiting for? Let's go get them. And he seems strangely in charge for somebody who's just on like Titans, like, Reserve duty. Right. Honorary Titan. He seems he really seems like he's in charge, like he's running their tactical game. Totally. Well, we get to page two and we get a big fight with drug dealers to start out. Oh, yeah. And the drug dealers know it's the protector. So they know more about the protector than we do. Oh, the protector. Oh, no. And I mean, he puts a hurt the, on them like he he does. He's like throws them through a window. Protector like likes to probably murder people apparently <laughs> i would assume so he likes to he likes to put the hurt for sure and starfire's all holier than now again she says you don't even care that those drugs can hurt kids because again as we learned last time the drug dealers are about making profits that's right unlike the people that sponsor this comic book 
who's sponsoring this? Who's sponsoring this one, Dan? Oh, well, let me tell you. Let me get back to the end here. I want I want to make sure I read this exactly correct so we don't get sued. Okay, because like the, last time it was Keebler. I don't even know if this group is, su- is still around. I assume they are a big lobbying group. Uh, the National Soft Drink Association, the NSDA, is the sponsor of this comic book. The NSDA. National Soft Drink Association. I am sure the members of the National Soft Drink Association are not into making profits. Oh, no, not at all. And I'm definitely sure they're not into addicting their customers to sugar and caffeine. Probably not. Well, when I type in NSDA, do you want to guess what comes up? What comes up? The National Speech and Debate Association. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is no longer the NFL. They changed their name from the National Forensics League. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, National Soft Drink Association changed their name in 2004. Oh, what did they change it to? To the American Beverage Association. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. And who are the members of the American Beverage Association? Because it's very clear that speech and debate didn't have enough money to sponsor this. Um, Let's see. They are, um, they represent America's non-alcoholic beverage industry. Uh, ABBA was founded in 1919 as American bottlers of carbonated beverages and renamed the National Soft Drink Association in 1966. Today... ABA represents hundreds of beverages, beverage producers, distributors, franchise companies, and support industries. So and basically, they even had those albums in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they basically are like everybody that makes uh, bottled beverages, uh, flavors, um, <laughs> diet sodas, sodas, bottled water, and water beverages, one hundred percent juices, juice drinks, sports drinks, and ready to drink teas and energy drinks. Anything that you can put into your body from a bottle or a can. I see. And what was your favorite ABBA song? Dancing Queen. Okay. I mean, that's that's an easy one. That's that fair. is an easy one. I mean, what what's your favorite ABBA song? I, I, I mean, probably Dancing Queen, I guess. I, I don't really know a lot of... Maybe Mamma Mia? Oh, Mamma Mia. No, no. I mean, a no, great no, movie. No. They made a great no, movie. No. Waterloo. Oh, Waterloo. There you go. Yeah, that would be my favorite. There's, I mean, and I think in Mamma Mia, they used all those songs. Yeah, and I, and in fact, I think this comic is Marv Wolfman's Waterloo. Oh, is it? I'm just going to let that one sit there. So, yeah, anyway, we get a big fight. Is that a fair to say? With a lot of preaching about how drug dealers are terrible people. Yes. Okay. And Starfire still saying, I'm from another planet. I kid Flash. I don't understand why kids use drugs if they know drugs can kill. <laughs> and Kid Flash is like, nobody thinks they're going to die. Besides, when you start taking drugs, you think it's fun to do. It's only later when you're physically or psychologically addicted. Oh, it's this issue. Yeah, here we go. Uh-huh. Uh, that you realize drugs can be a killer. But by then, it may be too late. Yeah, because this is the issue where they... Tell us how pot is psychologically addicted, which is not true. It's not? Okay. No, there's zero studies because, you know, they wouldn't let people study it to prove that. Oh, they just tell you. Well, of course, because it's, you know, it's it leads to if you take pot tomorrow, today, tomorrow, you're going to be on black tar heroin. Well, then don't do that. Or maybe white tar heroin. Is there such a thing? I don't think so. Okay. He's making stuff up, people. I do. And it's what happens. The protector would tell you that. Well, the, they round up. Uh, they're lassoed up here. And 
the protector announces it's the federal task force. <gasps> we did their job. <laughs> well, I, I wonder since this is sponsored by, isn't it sponsored by the Drug Enforcement Administration? I do believe so. Why they can't just say, uh, yes, in assistance with the U.S. Customs Service, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the office. Oh, so they probably just like had a dick swinging contest and they couldn't call them either the Drug Enforcement Administration or the Federal Bureau of Investigations or the Customs Service. So they just call them the was it the federal task something. force? Yeah, the federal, federal task, task force. force. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So they can't even cooperate enough to... That's hilarious. So they can't even cooperate <laughs> enough to just, like, give one group the credit? Well, of course. That's that's funny. Okay. They have to, they have to call it something totally ambiguous to cover all the bases. Well, here we go. I mean, it's it's fine. And so the Clark federal Kent comes task in. force... <laughs> Yeah, the federal task force tells them, oh, it's only the small shipment. You guys, we got to continue this war. Can you help us? They don't say war this time, but can you help us? And he says, what about the Titans? We could use our the protector says count on me. <laughs> count me in. Sorry, I'll make sure I get his lines right. I wouldn't want to be sued by the protector. Oh, I mean, and he's not alive he says, anymore. what about the Titans? We could use your superpowers to stop those drug smugglers plans. Ha <laughs> ha. I almost think this guy should be twirling a mustache. <laughs> Doesn't he, he look like them. Jim Cornette? <clears throat> I thought he looked like like uh like James E. Clark Cornette. <laughs> he looks like a f- kind of pudgy version of Clark Kent. Yeah. Which could be James E. Cornette. Oh, there you go. I'm just looking for his tennis racket. <laughs> I do think he would turn like heel though, and he'd probably support the drug dealers. Uh if they paid him enough, he probably would. Well, now we're off and the protector pulls Kid Flash aside and boy, does he have have an important thing to share with him. His cousin, Ted Hart, just moved to Blue Valley. Oh, wow. This does not hold up either. That name. I didn't even think about this while I was reading. Uh, you know who Teddy Hart is, right? Who's the Teddy Hart? Wrestler? Uh, it's the about wrestler? to have a documentary written about him about like maybe sure. doing really bad things to women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this doesn't hold up well. And he used a lot of drugs, too. Oh, man. Eek. Okay. Well, you know, Marv, you should have known this was going to happen with his name 30 years later and not put this name in here. <laughs> this yeah, is one more the, thing. Should have had the foresight. Bad writing right there. <laughs> well, he and so it's funny to read it in that context because the protector's like, yeah, he had a bad drug problem. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. He almost died a year back. Yeah, we know. Anyway, he's working on staying straight. And and since you live in Blue Valley, I thought you might keep an eye on him. All right. So we're going to Blue Valley already. I love Blue Valley. It's a great town. It's it's home of Wally West. Yeah, let's go. And a few other heroes. Maybe we'll explore that. Maybe they'll show up. Do you think Stargirl will show up? Maybe. 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 What? What state is Blue Valley located in what state yes hold on i'm thinking like the what state it's of the union there's states right you know you're, you've yeah, heard yeah. Of no, states. I was, um ah, damn it my brain isn't working right now well I'm, it's I in was reading about teddy oh, hart let me, let me help let legal me help troubles <laughs> yeah don't read about teddy hart it's not not gonna make you happy it person. is not good <laughs> okay what state uh, it's in, in nebraska so ah see it would have been far off. 
Well, anyway, uh, originally Blue Valley was the home of Rudy and Mary West and their son Wally, better known as Kid Flash. But years later, it became home to Courtney Whitmore and Pat Dugan, better known as Star Spangled Kid and Stripe. Ah. Or Stargirl. I see. Well, Pat Dugan was better known as Star Spangled Kid and Stripe. But anyway, Stars and Stripe. It just, I get well, it. Actually, he wasn't the Star Spangled Kid, but he was Stripesy. So I'm really messing this up right now. But. Anyway, Pat Dugan was stripesy, and then Courtney Whitmore got the staff, and she became Star Girl. There we go. Okay, but she got the staff from the Star Spangled Kids. So I can see where people will be confused. <laughs> It'll all be in the show notes, people. It'll all be in the show notes. I don't even know if this will be in the show notes. Just go watch the show. They'll tell just you. Just watch the show. Take you your notes watch from Star there. They explain it, or you can go read the. And then fun, you'll find out that uh, there's all these villains that live there from... side by side, and everybody's happy except. Except who's not. I love the star girl show. Oh no, no, I know. But who's not happy that everyone's there? Well, the the justice society. Exactly. Injustice society. Sorry. They're not happy. I combined, I combined the monster society of evil with the injustice society. Just that doesn't work either. I combined. Oh my God. I just combined Fawcett and DC. See that. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. So while he's like, yeah, I'll make sure people don't do drugs. And this is where the brewing hatred for the protector begins. Oh my gosh. Cause he sent a it goat. It started here. It started here because, because <laughs> the protector sent him on a babysitting mission. Yep. And he's like, why do I have to do this stupid crap for the protector in 30 years in another comic? I'm going to murder him in cold blood. That's right. It all started today. Well, as the day passes and the hearts live in that house. Well, thank you. Exposition lad. <laughs> My mom met Mrs. Hart and says she's an awfully nice person. Of course she is, because they live in Blue Valley. Of course. Everybody's nice in Blue Valley, except, you know, the bad guys. Except for the bad guys. And Eclipso. <sighs> I'm going to start spoiling Stargirl for you, too. That's okay. I, I, you should really, you I, should watch Stargirl. I, uh, your I've other would like to, that show. I've been trying to watch it, and it's one of those things where it's like, if I want to watch certain things, I know... Anne won't watch it. <laughs> and it's one of the, it's a show that she, I think Anne would like star girl. Well, it's, no, it's, there's too much. Ex- she would feel like there's too much explanation. Well, what do I need to know? You don't need to know anything. Just watch it. Uh, yeah. It starts from scratch and it's basically superhero Archie's and she'd yeah, love it. Well, I try to explain that to her like, and she's like, nah, I don't know. Like she does that with every, every series that I'm like, Hey, watch this with me. And it's know. got all sorts of references to golden age heroes and villains too. It's it's really great. It would uh, be you a would, good. You would absolutely love it. Yeah, it would be a, a great uh, way for her to learn about the books that she has on the shelf. <laughs> well, anyway, yes. While he introduces himself to Ted, I'm going to do some summarization here. They go for a walk. They talk about his problems, and then he goes to school, and he said, "Yes, I started out with beer and pot." Oh. And then I went to uppers, downers, cocaine, and PCP. Everybody loves their angel dust. What mm-hmm. the hell? It was hot back then, man. It was the hotness. Apparently, like the most dangerous drug in America in 1977, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe still dangerous now, according to Newsweek in 2019. I would say it is dangerous. I. It's not. I'm. I don't think it's like on the popularity scale. But then again, I mean, it's the. I mean, people are getting the same effects of putting their like dipping smokables in like uh, embalming fluid, right? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's why. 
<laughs> it's just weird to me that they're so focused on everybody being on PCP. It's like everybody's on PCP. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then he says, sometimes I still flash back and I get real scared. Oh, man. You know, the thing that I don't get about this, and, and they, of course, when I was a little kid and they were doing these comics for me and telling us this in school, I thought all this was true because my teachers are in, in these pamphlets and these books are telling me these things, right? Yeah. This is one of those things where, yeah, they're like heroin is a really bad thing. Crystal mm-hmm. meth is a really bad thing. I assume PCP is a really bad thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know as much about it, but I assume it's a, a really bad thing. But there are so many true things that are really bad. Why do they have to make shit up? I don't know. To to put the fear in you, Dan. So, <laughs> but, so little but Danny. But it only leads book, to you like not believing them about anything when you find out this shit's not true. Well, I mean, you believed in Santa Claus until last year, so that's fair. Well, and you know, I well documented. I think I shared this on the last podcast. I smoked pot for the first time after I graduated high school, like a couple weeks afterwards. And I didn't use any again for years and I've not used a lot. I don't have experience using a bunch of hardcore drugs, but so it took me a little bit longer to learn that these things weren't true, but I knew people that did. And then these things weren't true. And then they didn't believe that the rest of the story And you're like, (laughs) and some people got really hurt because of that. Like by lying to people, they made the situation worse. True. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, because because you, you, I mean, in case in point, I mean, like you, you take a, a town in which we like we grew up in and you tell people these things uh, from the jump when they're young and they, when they find out that certain things aren't that bad, then they do get that false sense that other things can't be that bad either. And then you end up with, um, I would say a giant substance abuse problem, uh, that spirals out of control, uh, that could have been curbed. And it, and it, and it's the jump from something that is, I would say today, socially acceptable or, you know, legal. And now, but, but then, it was like, oh, no, don't do any of these things. Don't do that. That's really bad. And, well, you got these kids running around taking all sorts of stuff. And, I mean, how many people did we go to school with that died? <laughs> or are know? still in trouble, right? Or, like, yeah. But, and, and, and on top of that, this campaign with the D.A.R.E. officer and policing schools and increasing police presence And these scare tactics made people afraid. They had the opposite effect. People were afraid to go to a teacher or afraid to go to the police or afraid to go to their parents because they thought they'd be arrested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the war on drugs, like the war, I mean, it anyway, I I better pause here because we could go on this for an hour. It's it it definitely it it, it created a it, it did it it definitely did the opposite in, in some respects where uh, it, it muted people. It silenced the people that would have probably spoken up because now they're, well, I I can't talk about it because I'm not supposed to, we're not supposed to know about this stuff. So why would I, you know, and people who use drugs are evil. So if I use some once or like, or my friends, then they're evil. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to get in trouble, right? Like it's, Literally the opposite, you know, it triggers the opposite back. But I, I think when you, when you think about it to the dare officer 
and bringing police into the schools. If you want to talk about things that have had real negative effects on the environment and on schools, like bringing police into the schools and having this police presence. I mean, what are we to now? You know, now we've got, I, I better stop. Yeah. I'm going to keep going off the bad <laughs> I know, track. You could, you could, you could turn this into a totally different, different discussion. What we should do refocus back on the book. <laughs> Cause that is, I, I understand where you're going and but it's we're not, at the school right now. We're at the school right now. And there's some kids talking and we've got, uh, Ted's the here. He's meeting. He's meeting up with uh, people. The the group that that uh, that he hangs out with. But back in the background, we have we we were introduced to Linda and Brian, and Brian is using drugs. And again, nondescript, right? Brian, I don't know. Like how I don't I don't like how those drugs are changing you, honey. Like what drugs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What drugs? It, it, again, it's like the the books in the seventies, the same thing, right? Or speaking specifically to heroin, or specific, you know, specifically to, uh, I mean, they were uppers, right? But they were speaking to meth, right? Mm-hmm. And here they were using the vernacular of the time. And here again, it's just the generic drugs, like like or to drive through that all you know, drugs are bad. You know, everything's mm-hmm. bad. So anyway, we get a new. So we've got our we've got our, our sim- very simple characters. We've got Ted, who's the ex druggie. We've got Wally, the superhero. We've got Amy, his best friend's sister. And we've got Brian and Linda. All right, here we go. And Wally leaves because he's got to go to his own school. Yep. Does Wally go to a special school? He must. <laughs> Maybe it's a superhero to, murdering school. He doesn't go to he doesn't go to any school. <laughs> what we don't know is well, there's a dropout. <laughs> we don't. I think he he goes to the Joker's maniacal murdering school. Probably. Well, here we go, and now we're gonna meet the drug dealer because what the hell? We have like sloppy blonde hair, James Dean. <laughs> is he like a drug dealer from the sixties? I don't know. I thought I thought he was there to, you know, chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, but he's all out of bubble gum, so and and ass kickings to deal out, so he's just gonna deal out some drugs. And well, the bad kids wear leather jackets and dye their hair pink. Yeah. Because you know, if you don't conform to normal dress code that the rest of the kids wear, or you dye your hair or maybe you don't have enough money to wear the fucking clothes that the rest of the kids wear. You're clearly a fucking drug dealer. So, so Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper and Jem and the holograms are the drug dealers. (laughs) You know, that would make Jem and the holograms make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought the Jem and the holograms was like a bad ripoff of Dazzler. I mean, kind of sort of. And Dazzler wasn't a great character to begin with. And then, I mean, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta admit, like what we get out of the gem and the holograms, even if you don't like gem and the holograms, you get the misfits and the misfits. We all know their music's better. Yeah, that's fair. Super fair. Well, we've got uh, a classroom now. And of course, everybody's sitting politely, except the drug dealer who's like crossing his, his legs. And Ted knows all the answers about Ted knows all the answers about, well, you're a drug dealer. So Ted knows all the answers about (laughs) John Brown and Harper's Ferry. So he apparently read up a lot. We find out when he was recovering from drugs. Right. 
And well, meanwhile, the protector goes up and beats some drug dealers. Okay. I mean, he had a lot of time on his hands. That's what that's what happens when you're in a institute. That's what they call them, right? Institutes. The institute. Well, we get a protector fight down at the bottom of the page. I'm not sure why. The protector's just. I mean, he's beaten up like all the um. He's he the fathers of the nation down there. So he's got. He's, that's true. Yes. He he's beaten up uh, the fathers of, of invention. So he's got. Uh, he 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 put a what is that like a was that a right cross on on Tesla over there and uh, he he hit Eli Whitney over there <laughs> with the same one. Daddy Warbucks is back there. Oh, the protector! <laughs> I thought he was going after U.S. Steel. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he's U.S. Steel saying nothing without a lawyer, and then oh, this is just so he can have his soliloquy about how terrible drugs are. <laughs> so the protector's lines are: "You don't care what drugs do to kids, do you? You'll sell them anything just to make a buck. But drugs hurt kids. Pot and hash can damage their lungs, hearts, and reproductive systems." Is this substantiated everywhere? And they're coming to get me right now. Can you hear them? I can hear it. This is terrifying. Like (laughs) they heard you talking about the drugs. I know. Well, uppers can bring on hallucinations, paranoia, convulsions, and even brain damage. Cocaine creates intense psychological dependence, anxiety, paranoia, damage to nasal passages, lungs, and heart that can result in death. I thought cocaine was not just psychologically addictive. I thought it was physically addictive. Am I wrong there? Um, I'm starting to question myself because this expert book tells me otherwise. I, I think you might be right. But I mean, he hit all the points on on the, co- the cocaine. And uh, then he says, all drugs can kill you if you overdose. Uh, I want to see the person that overdoses <laughs> on fucking pot. I, I was just going to say, I don't think anybody's I, I, that would be all that would, that would be a lot. I don't know if that's possible. Like, I'm sure there's a toxic level of pot at some point. There's a toxic level of of, of beef. I'm going to have meatloaf. I'm sure I there's, could overdose on that. There's a toxic level of caffeine. You drink too much soda. or Yeah, I mean, and meal. if you listen to, you know, I would do anything for love too many times, you will oh. die. Oh, yeah, that's true. Meatloaf, you, I mean. But I won't do that. You won't do that. That's but right. I won't do that. Blast. <laughs> So, <laughs> we went from like angry to really terrible jokes. I know we did. Well, I mean, you got to bring the levity. This is like this is a terrible book again. So the We're next only page seven we pages get, in, people. It's that bad. We get we get Ted and Amy. They apparently now go to the library together. Mm-hmm. They dress up in bikinis together. Yeah, they and they run, run along the beach. the beach in Nebraska. And they went to see a Superman movie. Yeah, that's cool. I've been to Nebraska. I don't think there's any beaches. Maybe there's some lakes, but I mean, that looks like a beach to me. Looks like a beach to me, too. They look like they are. They could be there with Gidget. Yeah. Well, now we get Starfire chasing down some drug dealers in a Trans Am. <laughs> that is oh. a fine Trans Am, if I might yeah. say. Oh, yeah. It's looking what do good. you think? Who do you think that transforms into? That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, man, that looks like it's it. You know what? Sadly, based off of this book, I'm assuming it's not even a real transformer. It's a it's a it's a go bot, dude. It's a go bot. (laughs) It's a go bot. It just flips over and the arms pop out of its underneath and its feet are already there on the back. So and exclusively sold at Kmart. Right. And so that makes total sense because most Kmarts are just full of meth heads now. There's only one left. (laughs) 
Well, I was kind of thinking like the buildings. Oh, oh, the buildings. They sadly they knocked down the Kmart in Kent. So the, Did the they? old building. Yeah, they, they knocked down the Kmart in Puyallup, or is it just something else? No, they turned it into uh, it's a it's like a farm and feed store now, which is I find interesting because I mean that there is still farmland in Puyallup, but it went from a very uh, like farm family farm community to whatever it is now. And now it's going back to, Oh, we should bring back the farms again. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Well, it, that's what happens. Yeah. So what COVID does to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's happening here too. <laughs> in Kent, it makes you want is, to be a farmer, which is interesting. Cause it's like, Oh wow, there's, there's farms again. Well, what happens is I think people like buy the property and they're like, I'm going to build a farm. And what do you think they're farming? Well, I don't know. They're raising goats for goat drugs. Oh my God. The drugs. Well, now we have Starfire beating up the people in the Trans Am complaining about how terrible earthlings are. And then remembering that they're not and children and something. And then we get blasted. She just like destroys it. And then we get cyborg fighting and saying, no way, Turkey. I mean, if you just add in jive Turkey, you could have really like white person writing a black person in the seventies sounding talk here. That's true. What the hell is happening there? Anyway, Cyborg doesn't get a lot of lines. He doesn't. He's a cyborg. And we got Cyborg, Wonder Girl, and Changeling, and Raven fighting some drug dealers. And of course, Raven announces because, you know, I'm glad we don't have to take a drink every time she says, I I am Raven, an empath, because we have been really drunk. Yeah, this this whole entire run, like, this would be... uh, painful that last book we would be dead yeah we would have been dead but this is the part here it is again right i am raven an empath who senses pains and feelings but all i sense in you is evil it's true these drug dealers look like they're gangsters from the 1940s they do they look like they were chasing uh nathaniel (laughs) (laughs) oh mr dusk how i miss you (laughs) in a good book I do miss, yes. This <laughs> I think Nathaniel Dusk would have cracked these cases a long time ago. I think Nathaniel Dusk would have just like yeah, he would have he would have sewn these guys up real fast. You know what the problem is though? Nathaniel Dusk is a druggie. It's and Dusk true. is evil. Oh god. Well he doesn't he does okay, to be honest. He used I mean, drugs. He, he used drugs, Greg. He uses the drink. Yeah, but he also used drugs. Remember? They injected him with the drugs. Well, it was rat poison, <laughs> like drugs. Look, one of these jerks uh, should know when a big shipment is coming. So this is a school that Wally goes to. Apparently, he's going to bust up drug dealers. Oh, that's that's a good education right there. He's running circles around them. Well, if this was the big shipment, we don't know because the protector tells us, obviously, whoever's behind the shipment is keeping it a secret. Oh. Cyborg's so like, what do we do? And he's like, well, we just hope a lead comes through. That's some fine detective work. That's where you know it's not Robin. Because I don't think Robin would be like, yeah, I just hope a lead comes through. Yeah. Otherwise, these drugs will be in school. No, Robin would be out there like. But they they keep emphasizing this too. Like, otherwise, these drugs will be in the schools next week. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, that it's it's eminent that next week. One, also, it's just like a massive Again, it's, it's it's like a massive, if this is truly a problem, this is a massive oversimplification of the problem, right? And the notion that drugs are just like magically ending up in schools, right? There's no other, according to these comic books, there are no other places drugs are sold. Not at the park? They're not the sold 7-11? anywhere but schools. The 7-Eleven? 
Apparently not. No. I'm going to go for more of like the AM PM, but. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes more sense too. On Pacific Avenue in Parkland. Okay. Well, I was, I was thinking classic 7-Eleven South Hill. (laughs) Okay. That, that could work. That's where I bought comics though. That's not where I bought drugs. Well, (laughs) Uh, I guess we went there for different. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. Apparently. I kid, I kid. Taco Bell. Oof. Need drugs to go there. Well, the school day ends. They're out on the playground. And wouldn't you know it, but our friend Adam is is giving some drugs out to Brian. Oh, he's a good friend. <laughs> he's, just... he's a good friend. Yeah. And then no. we end up with Brian, Ted, and Jim in the holograms. Yeah. On a hill. Hey, guys. And they're going to, of course, pressure Brian into smoking this. Oh, this is the one. This is the ah, one. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Hot laced with angel dust. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm ready for this one. Okay. So they, they give it to him. And apparently this is a thing you talked about embalming fluid or, 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 <laughs> or PCP. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found an article from 2019 in Newsweek uh, from Oklahoma. And the title is marijuana laced with PCP warning issued after high teenager throws baby on the ground. Oh, geez. It's an evil drug. And we have a quote from Mark Woodward of the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics. It was a very unpredictable. It's a very unpredictable drug, but it's an evil drug because the, the, the drug is. Did you know that substances can be good or evil? Um, I didn't know substances could be good or evil. I thought they could. Um, and then he says maybe. they want marijuana with an extra kick. It can cause very violent hallucinations. It can cause paralysis of the pain centers of in the brain. So. Oftentimes, they don't feel pain. A lot of people describe it as the user has superhuman strength, but they could be controlled or that they that they couldn't be controlled. That's the characteristic of PCP because they just don't feel the pain that would normally stop a sober individual. Okay, you know how we could solve this, Oklahoma? Legalize pot, then people wouldn't buy it from a dealer and then you wouldn't have this issue. Yeah, it seems really simple. Congratulations, Oklahoma, for, you know, leading the nation in teen pregnancy and not legalizing pot because it's dangerous when you could just solve this problem. But morals. By the way, I lived there for like (laughs) a few years. Just a few. Just a couple. I I think, yeah, I mean, you're you make a good point. I mean, like the it's definitely the uh, people taking that that moral high ground saying, oh, it's it's evil. It's. It's not necessarily evil. It definitely, um, I mean, drugs are bad. <laughs> Mr. Mackey said so. But yeah. the, uh, I mean, the, the different types of things that people put in their body cause them to do different things. And PCP, unpredictable. And people if, are going to have different reactions to it and throwing babies on the ground, very bad. But again, it's this notion that, you know, this the drug is evil. No, like I here's where the comic book may be right. It could be like the process of who's putting these things together or who's seeking out a certain type of thing. Right. But there are plenty of people in the world in the now smoking pot that's legal at the state level because it's still not legal at the federal level Mm -hmm. because somebody can't keep their campaign promises. Oh wait, they can't because they didn't want to legalize it. Now they want to magically right before the midterm. And then after the midterm, have you heard a word about legalization since the election passed? Hmm. Hmm. No. Hmm. No. 
Yeah. I mean, it's only a few days, but I haven't heard anything. Well, maybe we can put the same sort of pressure on this that, that Ted's getting here to smoke the PCP-laced pot. Uh, apparently it doesn't do much to you because Adam just looks at them up on the hill and is all happy, but we can't really tell because he's wearing sunglasses because he's cool. Well, I think, I mean, he's, he's a pusher. He's not a user. Well, now Ted goes back to the movies with Amy and freaks the fuck out and leaves because apparently Superman sucks and Amy sucks for asking him a question. Yeah. He's changing. He's changing. Yeah. Well, he changed after, and then Adam is talking to like six year olds. I know these kids are like tiny. Yeah. And he's, he's selling drugs to six year olds. So, I mean, if you're a drug, admittedly, if you're selling drugs to six year olds, then I do think you're evil and you probably should go to jail for like ever. Oh yeah. You're a bad dude. I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. And then he gives them some pot. So he's getting pot to six year olds. I don't, I don't know. What yeah, here, take right this now. kids. Well, anyway, now Ted doesn't like Amy anymore. He likes, uh, he likes Jem and the holograms. Yeah. He likes Jem. It's and interesting too. Like Ted, his his face has changed since he started doing drugs. Yeah. Now now he's like maniacal. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And then he just gets up and tells Mr. Brown, his favorite history teacher, to stuff it and won't sit in his seat. He's become a terrible human being again. And he looks downright scary on page 14. He looks like a mad magazine cover. He does. And then he leaves and Brian leaves with him and a man drama everywhere. Right. It's just like, it's bad. Well, and then we've got the girls go to see Wally and ask for help. And of course, after they ask Wally for help, he turns into Kid Flash, but they do have to get out. They make sure they point out Linda and Amy point out that they've suggested some parent kid support groups. They have them down at school, you know. You could go together. But then Wally gets uh, becomes Kid Flash and he goes to see the protector. Protector. He looks like he may be sneaking up on the protector. (laughs) No, not yet. Well, then we get some great protector dialogue. And this is these are some more reasons that Wally wanted to kill the protector. So we get a question from the parents group. And one of the parents says, I heard drugs like cocaine and amphetamines aren't addictive. (laughs) Oh. In fact, they're calling you right now to let you know that cocaine and amphetamines are indeed not addictive. It's like the protector answers wrong. And first of all, I would like to I would like to know who the person was or where they heard that cocaine and amphetamines aren't addictive. Greg, I heard you can attack the Capitol building and not go to jail. I think you're wrong about that. Well, I heard that and it's true. I heard the all the elections are false. I think you're wrong about that, too. (laughs) Well, the protector would tell me wrong. Cocaine, amphetamines, marijuana and hashish are psychologically addictive. The user feels like he must take the drug. Ah, Speaking from experience, I see. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Drugs like barbiturates, diluted. How do you say say that? Diluted. Allotted. It's not the, that's the name of a prescription med. Yeah, it's it's what you take when you're like in a lot of pain and yeah. you just don't take it for fun. Percodan, heroin, morphine and others are physically addictive. OK, yes. So we're we're aware of that. And so is the Sackler family. Yeah, um, I think I really thought Kane was I, I, I really thought Kane 
Kane, the wrestler, is <laughs> physically yeah. addictive. Uh, actually, he, I think Kane was probably on some of these because he thinks the election was rigged, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's the big, he, he, do you know he's a big Donald Trump supporter now? I did not know that. Yeah, he's like the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Interesting. Did you not know this? I did not know that. Like Kane? I did not know. Fire and brimstone. Well, Fighting the Undertaker. He, he's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was gonna say on on point with what we were saying before with some of their their things being inaccurate and stuff like that. Amphetamines are are not psychologically. I mean, yes, they are psychologically addictive, but they are physically addictive as well. Yes. <laughs> so highly physically highly addictive. physically addictive. I'm I believe there was a television show about it. I, 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 there's a te- television show about it. There's maybe scientific studies. Uh, I, I'm not a doctor, but I, but I know from, I just know. <laughs> did you, did you hear about the screen test for Breaking Bad in the UK or in, in the, in the EU? No. Uh, the people that watched the show asked why Walter White didn't just go to the doctor and have his cancer treated for free. Oh geez, yeah. Um, well, I I can understand that from the you the the from that perspective. Um, obviously, yes, their health care is a lot different there, where they can <laughs> go to the doctor. So maybe if access to health care was free, these young drug addicts could just walk in and get treatment, and they wouldn't mm-hmm. be scared. Yeah, but no, we're gonna have a war on drugs. So. Well, anyway, it, the, the protector continues and the user suffers severe withdrawal pains. Frankly, it comes down to this. All drugs are ultimately addictive and destructive. So it's best not to start taking them. Jackie, you feel up to telling your story. And then we have another six year old that talks about smoking dope and hash and speed and some quaaludes. Man, and he was in real pain after a while. <laughs> I'm I'm going to counter that. I think if you're on all of those things, you probably are feeling no pain. I'm probably feeling no pain until the drugs wear off and then your body's like, I need that again. And then your body's like, oh, well, there's only one of those things that's addictive that he listed, like the meth, right? So, and but yeah, I, your that, body that, will that, want that and you will be in pain. That can definitely be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it did. I imagine it probably did hurt getting off meth. So, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, so so far, uh, accuracy wise, we've got one kid here. Okay. But that's, again, this this whole psychologically addictive bullshit, right? Like yeah. most humans can take an edible and not take one forever again if they don't want one. True. Okay. Well, we're back. Oh, no. Robin's back, too. And Ted's I mean, back on drugs. And the protector's going to get his dealer. <laughs> the protector totally looks like Robin again. <laughs> I would also like to point out that the protector is the worst, the worst character in all of DC comics, because his one job was to protect Ted. Like, that's why he became a superhero. Yeah, I'm going to protect my my cousin. And then his cousin's back on drugs. So he's clearly losing the war. This is from a I'm going to say from a writing perspective, this is a very (laughs) Marv, why have you failed us? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he just wanted, yeah, there are continued battles in a war you see. And, I see. You know, yes. We've got to continue to fight the drugs. Yes, that's true. Well, that's- anyway, they get there and the protector comes in and the, Ted sees the protector and starts running away, which makes no sense. 
because I believe Ted doesn't Ted know the protector is his cousin or does he not? I don't think he knows it. I don't think he knows. You have to reference the who's who entry later and yeah, and find out. Well, anyway, Kid Flash saves them from being hit by a truck. Cool, and the protector too. Awesome, because when you're on drugs, you just run out in front of trucks inexplicably. It's true. Or could it be because you think the police are coming after you and you're running away? I see it all the time downtown. Yeah, so if drugs were decriminalized, then maybe people would seek help instead of running away from the police, but they would actually seek help. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think when Ted found out that his cousin was a superhero and he really liked his costume and stuff like that, that's what spurred him to want to become a wrestler later in life? It's entirely possible. Okay. I'm thinking so. I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't know if we should continue the Teddy Hart discussion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was gone. <laughs> it came back. It's my fault because I brought it up. So you brought it up. It, 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 came, it came back and then there it was. Well, now we get another soliloquy from the protector. Oh, man. It is panels. Because Brian panels. says, don't give us no rap about drugs, man. I've heard it all from my folks. And I'm sick of it. Drugs aren't so bad. And the protector says, really? What do you take? Pot? It impairs your memory perception. It damages the lungs, heart, and reproductive system. Oh, yeah? That before. <laughs> it also may damage your ability to fight other diseases. Alcohol causes heart and liver damage. Uppers, bennies, dexies, loss of appetite, hallucinations, paranoid convulsions, even brain damage. Or at least we're getting closer as we yeah. go up the chain here. Uh-huh. Uh, you want me to go on? Cocaine brings on sleepiness. I think sleep. Co- oh, sleepiness. Cocaine brings on sleepiness. It should be sleep less sleepness. <laughs> cocaine brings <laughs> Man, on sleepiness. Everybody, everybody that I've ever seen uh, doing anything like that, uh, they are definitely not going to bed anytime soon. Isn't there that famous movie where the guy suits snorts a lot of cocaine at his desk and then goes to sleep? Oh, yeah, he goes to sleep and he's got his his M16 with his grenade launcher and uh, he doesn't shoot up the house at all. He just goes to, he goes to sleep. He goes yeah. to nabby town. Yeah, depression, no. anxiety, it damages the, your nasal passages. It and does lungs, the depression and anxiety thing. I've seen that because that was in the same movie because he was very depressed and he was very anxious. And that's why he shot up the house and went after. Yeah, his I believe caffeine <laughs> can do the same thing. Yes. Caffeine can cause sleeplessness. Mm-hmm. depression anxiety it doesn't damage your nasal passage and your unless you're snow, snorting coca-cola yeah but yeah i believe cocaine do, or i believe caffeine does all those things too i yeah. don't know why i'd bring that up considering this is sponsored by the aba yeah the aba well now the aba but the uh previously known and it's the same tubes. group yeah they sponsored this shit Uh, downers, barbs, red and blue pills. They can bring on infection, drowsiness, slurred speech and nausea. Add Mm. to it all that any of them can kill you. If you overdose any of them, them. they're saying this again, like (laughs) you got to beat it into your head, dude. I I mean, this terrified me as a kid. Oh, I know. Yeah. So drugs don't do anything, pal. No, they make sure you won't be able to do anything ever again. Yeah. And you know what? Protector Wally West will also make sure that you do <laughs> don't do anything ever, ever again. It's true. He, well, Wally West is like your drug. 
And look uh, at Wally in the background right there. I know. <laughs> it's like he's, he wants to murder the protector. He's like, if he gives one more fucking speech, I'm going to break his neck. And he'll do it so fast that the protector will never see it coming. I swear, if I forget to make the cover of this podcast, like the protector dead in a field somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have screwed up in life. I'm going to have to dig out that comic book, too. So so sad. The protector's such a cool dude. <laughs> he just wanted to help people. He's such a cool dude. <laughs> just wants to he help. He has like uh, you nail. He has like yeah, the most generic luchador costume <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> like if you were gonna make a create a luchador on a video game, this would be like the auto feature. I, you know, okay. I'm 100% like if I ever go to a show and somebody is dressed as a protector, I'm going to lose my shit. I I'm going to go to a show dressed as the protector. This is what's going to happen. I I am. I'm all for this. This cosplay. If somebody cosplays the protector, We're I'm going to have like, to give me some hair. Well, yeah, you, you can get a wig, but I mean, we need to ask Anne to design me a protector costume. <laughs> Sadly, I mean, she can she can like she can design it. In like you know color schemes and stuff like that, she can't create it. Well, you I know. I just need her to design it. it, and then we can. But I mean, if if somebody ever comes up to me at a at a show dressed as the protector, dude, I'm I'm buying you a burger or something. Well, just give them a free book. I will give That's you a free book. The show for yeah, yeah. I'll give you a free book. That's thanks, Dan. Thanks for getting into my profits. <laughs> You'll give them a free book. I'll pay for the book. Just... <laughs> I'll give you a free episode of the podcast. Oh. Wait, womp, it's already womp. free. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> I would give you well, a free book. That's, uh, well, like, that's some commitment right there. <laughs> well, now we're in Ted's room and it looks like your office. Oh, dude, that is messed up. How did you? Are you watching me on cam right now? That's cold. <laughs> oh, wait, the cam doesn't work on this computer. Oh, uh, no, it does. <laughs> and there uh, the parents are there. You're back on them, aren't you? The symptoms are the same. <gasps> Get off my case, so, will Was he doing? I know what I'm marijuana doing. Marijuana dipped PCP. Like, is that is that what he was doing before? Or? I don't know. I don't know. It didn't uh, say what he would do. He was just doing the drugs. So he's doing the drugs again. The symptoms are the same. The symptoms are the same as in your face changes and looks maniacal. Yeah. You do the drugs. And, and then he says, get off my case, will you? I know what I'm doing. Side note. Yeah. It is sort of criminal to make and we all had this growing up too but to make like a kid who looks like he's like six foot one keep sleeping in a twin size bed (laughs) i know maybe that's why he's on drugs he fucking hurts it's uncomfortable man i mean like you're you're hanging off your feet are hanging off you still have and you're i mean you're still a your your brain's still like a child so you still feel like if your feet are hanging off the monster's gonna get you but you're not supposed to think that because you're old enough to not to know that there's no monster under the bed or whatever but you know your foot pokes out and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god it's gonna get me can't help it because you're six one that's that's true well we have the after school special moment are you ready oh yeah so Ted and the parents yell at each other. Ted storms out. The parents say, Frank, this is Paul Hart. Uh, Can you round up the support group? We need lots of help. Lots. Okay, so he's called in for help. And then here we are. We've got Adam slash. Is that Prince Adam? I don't. Oh, 
Prince Adam. Uh, it yeah, kind of does look Prince like, Adam well, went I was going to say, before we even turn the page, like his dad, his dad looks like the $6 million man. He does. And he then does. on the next page, we have Prince Adam, <laughs> who has clearly lost his sword. Oh my God, the evil horde. Yeah. And, okay, we've got Prince Adam and Jem. Mm-hmm. And her name's Coral, by the way. Just Coral, because her hair is coral color. That yeah. makes so much sense. Is that what color Coral is? I don't know. That's what the color on the side of the box says. Okay. Well, cool. Coral. Well, anyway, they're talking and they're plotting. Ha ha ha. Oh, Adam, don't be silly. I only care about you. Ha ha. Because he's, he's been hanging around. Uh, but you weren't paying att- any attention to me. So I decided to make you jealous. Ha ha ha. He's like, hey, great. Using the big uh, drops going down tonight. Uh, I don't even know what that word is. Listen, listen. Okay, listen, not using. Listen, those those listen. letters. Ben Oda, come on, like get get the job done here. Afterwards, uh, you and me will celebrate. And then Ted finds out she never liked me. Oh God! And then and then Ben is on the floor of the boys' bathroom snorting coke. Now I think. Yeah. Where uh, did he get the coke from? Uh, like know. a few minute, a few pages ago, Adam wouldn't give them anything. But he got it. Well, anyway, then he. Then, even though he's not used any coke at all, I need it. <laughs> he needs it, but it's only it. psychologically addictive. So I don't, according to this book. Yeah, uh, let me stress that. According to this book, cocaine is only psychologically addictive. So he needs it so bad he attacks his friend, and then they snort cocaine off the floor because that's what you do for psychologically addictive substances. They would cause oh. you to. Put your nose on the floor and get every last ounce. If you think you need it, you need it. <laughs> or gram. Yeah. Sorry, gram. Milligram? I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they, I mean, hopefully the floor was clean. No, nah, they were snorting emph- piss. That's, it was yeah. to emphasize the That's a the high dirtiness. school boy's bathroom. Oh, that yeah, floor is it's not disgusting. Clean. It's filthy. That floor is sticky with gross and they're they're getting all sorts of that's why they're they, i mean they're opening themselves up to all sorts of disgusting stuff yeah so yeah <laughs> and like juliet for a long time they said they're lapping up food <laughs> like like hungry animals hunkered like animals uh, juliet was clearly angry with them yeah she was like, idiots yeah dummies so well anyway now they go looking for stuff from Adam and he won't sell them anything because he's a dick. It's like, I need and my money, man. He gives them a joint or something. It's like, take this. And then they decide they need more drugs. So they go rob a supermarket. And then the owner of the supermarket shoots the black kid because like, he's the one wielding the knife because, see, white kids don't do anything wrong. And when you go for a armed robbery, it's the black kid with a knife, right? I mean... Because that's what happens in real life. Only black people do crimes. That is. And so. Sadly, the narrative that uh, that is painted. Marv Wolfman is painting in this comic book. Yeah. Like you want to tell me that this comic book is laced with. Did any of the white kids in the last book go commit a crime like this? No. Grr. My response should probably be more than grr, but. When I, I read this, I just looked at it and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I think Menacing been... black man f- threatens white store owner. Marv, yeah. this is lazy writing. It is really that's, lazy this, writing. That's I think when I hit this page, I was like, this is very 
very much a, a a piece set in time, but it's sad that this piece set in time has been the narrative for decades. Well, I'm the decade the, of the seventies since the comics we read between what happened in society between the comics we read last and these ones was the narrative of Nixon and the Southern strategy, right. And vilifying the black community. Yeah. So yeah. Well, no, I mean, and the sad part though, is that this is still, I mean, until we actively make changes, this is the ongoing narrative. Correct. Yeah. So hands up, don't shoot. Right. Like that's the only, and even if you, even if you flip it and you put the knife in, Ted's hands and his friends still get shot because that's the same. I mean, that's just how it plays out. And the white kid is so traumatized by this violence that he runs away. Instead of taking ownership of his actions and uh, being there for his friend in his last few minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it looks like it. It's weird because it looks like that Brian is not hit, but he goes down like he's hit with the bullet. So I guess we'll find out what happened ted runs away he continues to run and then he gets home and he's falling down and he ends up with amy he's like amy please help me this is so very different than speedy going and saying i want to help myself right yeah it's very different (laughs) but he seeks out the one true person that can help him not his parents you know maybe this is reflexive of, of how the drug war was because he runs away and hides and won't talk to to authorities or anything and, and avoids everyone. And maybe that was the result that they wanted in the story. Maybe. Well, we go back to the Titans who are clearly an afterthought in this story because they're going to take down a drug shipment. Congratulations, Titans and protector. Is that a good summary of these pages? We got some more pronouncements too. Yeah, it's a pretty good summary. They, and, and it's on a boat. So it's literal shipment. And it sounds, and, and here's the 1984 bullshit again. Trouble is, there's a thousand more like them, a thousand more who don't care what happens to the kids once they sell them the drugs. The best way to put filth like this out of business is to make kids aware that they shouldn't take drugs in the first place. Without customers, these creeps would just shrivel away. It's like, but but it also paints this like ending war, right? It's an end, never ending battle, right? It's yeah. it's always going to be there. It's a never ending battle. We're we're you know. The Reagan administration through this comic is going to completely advocate any responsibility that the government has to actually solve the problem. We can't solve this problem because it's never ending. There's no possible steps we could do to solve this problem, like legalizing substances that aren't. But what they are doing by by, or decriminalizing things. No, we're going to make sure, you know, this is an ongoing war forever. But what they're doing by by saying that is making themselves uh by by giving themselves the agency to continue that fight pour the money into it continue any efforts and ongoing actions or any actions moving forward to continue that right and that's what they did yep for years and creating rules regulations laws stipulations and things that would uh, penalize people for things that are now being overturned because well <laughs> it's as we do you want to guess the cost of the war on drugs between 1981 and 19 and 2020 oh i can't i trillions of dollars 34.6 billion dollars billion okay i was thinking more i'm sure there's more money that's been put into it and they just they they have allocated it in other ways that they 
justify it without in 2022 the national drug control budget is estimated hit a historic level of 41 billion dollars that's under the current administration that's that's wild to me the prison policy initiative a think tank and criminal justice advocacy group found that one in five currently incarcerated people in the u.s are locked up for a drug offense the same research estimates that it costs an average of about thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars annually to house an inmate in federal correctional facilities and that mass incarceration costs the u.s at least 182 billion dollars a year that's the result of this well, and then, I mean, that all goes into privatized prisons and, uh, you know, facilities, either privatized corrections facilities and or privatized hospital facilities in which treatment you know, treatment care facilities where the money is getting funneled in to take care of those, I'm going to use air quotes that no one can see, criminals and or patients so that everybody on those ends of the spectrum are making money. And we have a great example of two patients in the hospital. So <laughs> there's Brian there looking pretty good. Um, generally, you uh, you house gunshot victims in the same room as people that are in a recovery ward, right? Well, maybe they're going through recovery together, you know? Maybe there's a shortage on hospital beds because... Of all the drug use. Well, now we get the, the end... And Raven's got to find people that are in pain. So she's going to go look out for folks. Great. Okay. Right. Did you know that she can sense pain? I know. She can. Take a drink. Does she say that? Shut up. Yeah, she says, I sense pain. Child is hurt. And at the bottom of the page, she says, friend, then it must have been his pain I sensed. Oh. So yes, she says it twice on the same page. Oh my gosh. Double drink. Well, she senses Ted and, and Brian, and it's it's awful. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Now we're in the hospital. Oh, everybody's there. I feel better too, Dad. Thanks to Raven for finding me and getting me here. But I also feel like an idiot for taking drugs again, which is my doing. I forced you into it. He's like, no, I, I knew right from wrong too. So now every Okay, cool. He elected to take them. Okay, great. Everybody loves them. They'll be okay. Yeah. We're going to have a happy ending. And the girls say, you can count on us, but there's nothing in it for us if you remain druggies. That's disturbing in and of itself. I don't know. Should I start talking about the implications of this? We've got two young women who were abused by their boyfriends, and they're standing up for them as long as they get clean. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard sell. I mean, in it with that kind of lens, you sit there and you go, you, you take a look at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, wait, these guys totally treated them like crap. And verbally... And emotionally abuse them. I believe the yeah, I believe the <laughs> psychological scars of that are, are much greater than any psychological scars uh, accumulated through smoking pot. Yeah, I I kind of um, <laughs> but with love you can you can heal everything, right? Right, love heals all. Love apparently, heals. yeah. And an ascot. Yes. Huh. Yeah. And the protector's work is finished here. He's he's so again. The protector is the worst. So. His goal was to keep Ted off drugs. He yeah. failed to do that. And then Ted is in a hospital recovering. And the protector's like, yeah, uh, we're done here. <laughs> My one job. <laughs> My one job was to protect you, cousin. But uh, I failed I, at that. I, well, I sent my buddy, my buddy over there. 
uh, Wally to, to, to look yeah, but after then I you. had him come back and help me bust up drug dealers. See? And then he dropped the ball. So I'm going to hold him. I'm gonna, that's why Wally wants to kill him later is he, the protector always, always was like, you, you didn't keep my cousin safe. He dropped the ball. Jeez. And, uh, Wally just was like, it just built up, you know, always having that over his head. This is, and, and then when he found out that, that, the protector himself was doing drugs. He was like, that's it. This guy, this guy, this hypocrite. <laughs> Screw yeah, you. I drove him over the, I mean, that's what drove him over the edge to make him murder people. And that was it. That was it. That and, was it. Wow. Well, it's another fine issue of, of and, and we have one more next week. And, and by the way, there's more in this issue. We have choices people make. Oh my gosh. Choices. Yeah. Yeah, we got choices, choices, and then we get fill in the fill in the bubble. Write your own comic. We've got being res- what it means to be responsible. Yeah, and yeah, I okay. And then really communicating. Yeah, and then of course we get the thinking for yourself. Don't don't think don't no peer pressure. Don't do what's on social media. Don't do those things. And then we get the last page. Again, where you can write the declaration, you will not use drugs. That's right. The protector's telling us. And then created by DC Comics in cooperation with your local soft drink bottlers and the National Soft Drink Association who are peddling addictive drugs. When you think about it, yeah. (laughs) Sugary sodas. Some with caffeine. Sugary caffeinated sodas. Caffeine is one of the most addictive substances on earth. Yeah. Yet we just read a whole comic about how things are addictive. But, Holy but I mean, if shit, sell, Greg. If they sell at the grocery store, Dan, it should be okay, yeah? Oh, God. Okay. Um, I made it through this one, sort of, but these are getting less fun. <laughs> Wait, these are supposed to be fun? <laughs> these are getting less fun. And we have another one. I know. Just one more. One more. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to I'm sure the next one's going to advocate for like free drug treatment and a needle exchange programs and decriminalization. So people will seek help and uh, maybe pot legalization. So people will buy pot from a reputable like shop and, and it won't be laced with PCP. I, the next one's going to recommend all those things, right? I highly doubt it. Oh, oh God. Highly doubt it. Okay. It's gonna well, tell. It, it's gonna have a, a roadmap to where all the the Norcam um, vending machines are in your local area in case you need them. Oof. Do you think it'll have a warning against prescription drugs? Because you know, in these two books so far, I haven't seen anything. I mean, I did see some prediction prescription drugs mentioned on that one page, right? Yeah. But I haven't seen much about prescription drugs and how dangerous they could be. I haven't seen anything about not taking your dad's back medicine or anything out of there, or I haven't seen anything about adults like taking a bunch of pain meds or anything. Have you? No, I have not. And it's, it's surprising because I mean, we started getting those, those mess, that messaging link. I want to say we didn't start getting that kind of messaging until eh, 90s. I was going to say like, yeah, maybe about 20, more like 20 years ago. Yeah, we'd have to look up the campaigns, but I mean, it's it's not here, right? Like the responsibility for drug addiction is all on some unnamed, vaguely racist figures coming from another country, right? That are importing the drugs in. We even saw the helicopters in the first book. Yeah. Uh, and 
again, a, a stark contrast to the Green Lantern, Green Arrow book where the corporation was manufacturing the heroin in their facility and then yeah. sending it out to make yeah. money off of it. Right. Where corporations seem to be completely out of the picture now. It's the the drug war we're having with the unnamed neighbors in the South, right? And the of course, in, in, in true... 1984 fashion we don't actually name them so we can just keep renaming them anytime the the landscape changes right it's just so it can be yeah so today it's a war on pcp tomorrow it's a war on cocaine the next day it's a war on heroin which honestly i'm kind of okay with wars on but yeah i shouldn't say wars on but you know Uh, actually the the fight against things you were describing for heroin right would be more of what i would like to see but Needle right. exchanges and things like that. But yeah, I mean, talking about problems we should actually take care of. But yeah. And then we we get into you know, it's it's amazing, right? It's it's going to be interesting when we jump into the next book. I can't I can't wait. <laughs> I, can't, yeah, I can't wait. I've never heard you sound so depressed about the next book. You have to I, <laughs> I really hope Danny Chase shows up. Uh, Danny Chase does not show up. Damn it. I'm out. I'm not watching. I'm not. I'm not watching. I'm not. I'm not coming. I'm not going to record next time. Well, we do. We've finished the the, the one sponsored by soft drinks, and now we're going to get one sponsored by the IBM Corporation. Nobody better to tell you about drug use than in, an entire company where people wore black suits, white shirts and black ties. That's right. Oh, wow. They're into ska music. Cool. I do ska pe- music. People work for IBM. No, but they wear black suits, white shirts and black. Are you ties. sure they don't work for IBM? You can't. I'm a tie. You don't know. Bomb. Oh, yeah. You don't know. <laughs> I, that's true. Prove they don't. What? That they work that hand in hand. Both. The same. They could. They could be doing the same thing. They could. You could. You could be into ska and work at IBM. Well, as a preview to the next issue, you'll be excited to find out. That Lois Lane makes an appearance. Really? Yep. You're gonna spoil it like that? <laughs> yep. That, that's my that's my that, teaser for the that's next your time. Teaser so stay to, with to... us. Stay with us. If this wasn't depressing enough, stay with us, and we're gonna talk the third New Teen Titans drug book, sponsored by IBM, guest starring Lois Lane, and how she fought drugs. First, she started with alcohol, and then she went to pot, and then, <laughs> and then oh. she went to, <laughs> and then she went to Superman, and she. <laughs> She got real high. He wow. took her over yeah. the city. He took her over the. Maybe next week we can read the poem from Superman movie that maybe. she recites while flying. Oh my! What a treat! Well, I'm intrigued too, but not really. On that note, I think that finishes up this episode. Unless you have any feedback, I don't. You, you want know, to plug I, all of your things after reviewing this book? I have no feedback. Um, if you are, if you, if you like what you are, if you like what we're talking about and, and these drug books, and you want a book that's about drugs, Starlight on Kickstarter, (laughs) (laughs) written by Travis Webb and myself, drawn by Brett Wadelli and lettered by Tom Orangowski. Uh, you're going to love that because nothing says (laughs) don't do drugs, do drugs. I don't know. Like Starlight. Nothing says don't do drugs like Starlight. Yeah, there. Just end it right there. You're good. Perfect. Yep. (laughs) Do you have another Kickstarter out right now? No. When is the next one coming? Not that I know of. I mean, did did something did something else happen? Yeah, maybe. It could it could be there. I don't know. But yes. That's the problem. I'm involved with so many things. I know 
I know we're gearing up for some other stuff. Uh, if, if, I think you're if gearing up for the next one. We're gearing. We're well. I know we're we're ramping up. Uh, I mean, Starlight Kickstarter is still going. Uh, got another like week and a half, two weeks, and then uh, I know. Um, yeah, you know, if you like, by the time stuff, this episode comes out, it'll probably be about yeah. wrapped up. But and uh, scrape should ship. So if you back scrape, uh, we should be um, shipping and or getting more info out about that because where production is what it is. Uh, but um, we'll have some updates for that. So. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, can't wait to hear more. Can't wait to read more. And uh, I think it's about time we wrap this up. So thanks for hanging on to us on this episode of funny book forensics and uh, hopefully we'll get through these 80s drug comics and we're going to get into another era soon Ooh, another era <laughs> thanks everyone one listener we love you bye